welcome to another Tsunami Pre-Flight. Once again, joined by Dana Swanson, voice of Sarah, amongst many other talents. Thanks for coming in again. Uh, thanks for having me, Gil Austin. All the way down the hall. Yeah, I've, I've moved uh, to a different office, so it is farther than usual for me to get here. An even bigger commitment made. Mm-hmm. And, wow. Uh, everyone is very appreciative of that fact. I am actually, I think the biggest commitment that I'm making uh, right now is I'm learning how to shrink myself so that for the Comic-Con panel, uh, I will be actually proportionate to how the intro so looks. So a one-to-one yeah. Dana to Sarah size yeah, ratio. Yeah, com- especially compared to Steve. So I'm trying to get Steve's measurements so that I can uh, make sure I'm that small. So um, called Rick Moranis. Is Steve meeting you in the middle and making himself bigger or is it all on you? Oh, man. You know what? Is it too late for that? It's too late for that. Yeah. But you know what? I, I didn't ask him, but I should put at least half of the responsibility on him. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So we'll make a note and see if we can reach out to Steve. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, number 25, I think, uh, on the paste anime, top 100 anime movies of all time, mm-hmm. uh, only yesterday. And then we're going to be talking about some of our favorite coming of age movies, which are not all coming-of-age movies. Some are yeah. more Buildings Roman-type uh, scenarios. Some are just movies that happen to take place with people of different ages. Yes, um, some are uh, some are films that uh, are about just being a kid and kids yeah. like banding together. Um, but sometimes these things happen. We got some sneak peeks mm-hmm. and uh, another... Dana, oh. Dana moment. Dana uh, on Dana talking about Dana. Yeah, it's an it's a, a, a mobile on the move. Get ready for that. You're going to be really excited. And I realize that it actually, this is perfect timing because it has uh, similar themes to Only Yesterday. Man. Man, it it's is It's like just, we planned this out. It really is. Uh, we never do. We try, but I, I always shut that down. Oh. Um, so let's talk about Only Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie that is both relatively new for the U.S. and also not mm-hmm. for the world. Um, this yeah, is a I, Ghibli movie that came out in 90... 91. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah and then 91? for the 25th anniversary, this was, in the U.S., this is when Disney had the rights to the Ghibli library, and they were terrified about telling a story of a young girl becoming a woman, I guess. I don't know why, yeah. other than that, why they would be frightened of such a sweet <laughs> film. But there was no U.S. official release uh, until G-Kids put it out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, had you seen Only Yesterday prior to You know, I had this not. I hadn't seen view- it. Show viewing? Yes, this, I had not seen it prior to the show viewing. And I um, I was really shocked to just learn how uh, how popular this movie was. In J- it was the number one movie in Japan for 1991. And also, it was, it's got like a 90 out of 100 on Metacritic. Like, it is a very well-beloved movie, but just doesn't have the same voice in the States. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, maybe just where it fits in genre-wise, where it is an animated movie, but it's for adults. And I think that in the States, like, we're still, we're still warming up to that, to even like what we do, animated stuff for adults. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I was trying to figure that out. Like, is it just that it's an animated drama? Is it because it's animated, but there's not a lot of violence? Like, what what makes that? Where? Why did this sort of fall through the cracks? Well, it didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't get a U.S. release at all, which mm-hmm. certainly doesn't help. Um, and I do think that people think of Ghibli movies as kids' movies, mm-hmm. and uh, Takahata has made obviously kids' movies before, but this isn't. This is. 
it's a little bit of a slice of life, a little bit of a coming of age tale. Yeah, um, it, it reminded me a little of uh, Days of Heaven. Oh yeah, um, just because of like just showing like those beautiful shots of the countryside and obviously people like working in the fields and um, and I think it definitely has a connection to like getting back to nature and country life are definitely themes within it. Um, as is. Uh, doing a lot of navel gazing and um and nostalgia and and sort of having those moments where you're traveling by yourself and you have to reflect on um on what's happening in your life and and what the pieces that happen to make you who you are and so i don't know i thought i um i enjoyed it yeah um so the basic premise is um taiko is a 27 ish uh, year old woman and she is on a train trip to the country. She's going to go work on a farm. Mm-hmm. I thought you were trying to... Oh, no. I'm not t- I'm trying to be respectful oh, yeah. of her. Um, and so she's looking forward to getting back to nature and working with her hands mm-hmm. and giving back. And as she's taking this journey, she also then takes a more metaphysical journey yes. looking back on her life. Um, let's check out the trailer for Only Yesterday, and then uh, we can talk a little bit more about it. You wouldn't even meet that guy. 27 is too old to be picky. Oh, thanks a lot. Sisters recall the good old days. It's mainly about fashions or pop stars. For them, 1966 was the high point of their youth. But for me, it was just fifth grade. You can't be serious. Mother! Can't trust boys, even if you have a crush on them. Huh? Oh, look! The crows are flying away! Could you ever see yourself living in a place like this? Hey, farm girl. Perhaps my fifth grade self is trying to tell me to find a new way to fly. It's a really sweet trailer. It is. It's a very sweet movie, and I think uh, not a not bad trailer for it. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, I think that uh, I, I when I was doing my notes on this this morning of uh, things to discuss, I looked up. Uh, the original title of it, which uh, it's Omaide Poroporo, which translates to Memories Come Tumbling Down, which made so much more sense than... Only Yesterday yeah. is a really... Yeah. Shitty it's, is too strong, it's but it's... vague. It doesn't... Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, it's like whatever uh, Live, Die, Repeat yeah. versus... Oh, God, what was the title of it? Um, the Tom yeah. Cruise Emily Blunt Vehicle. What is it? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. But not Too All vague. You Need Is Kill, which is a much better title even than Live, Die, Repeat, which is the name of the, the title of the book. Mm-hmm. But they did do a good job with the home entertainment release mm-hmm. because they realized that Edge of Tomorrow 
as we just proved, is a totally forgettable yeah, title that any, you don't, doesn't mean anything. Anything that involves a today, a tomorrow, or a yesterday, you're just sort of, you're looking at automatic problems as far as marketing. Um, but memories come tumbling down. Man, like that to me actually really spoke more to uh, how I felt about watching this movie. It was like, oh, it's this person in, in her memories are sort of visiting her one by one as if they are, uh, as if they're just like guests coming by in the middle of the night and being like, hello, remember me? Yeah. This, here's something horrifying. Here's something uh, lovely. Here's something painful. Here's something that you had to learn. Like, uh, and I they, thought it was cool. they do a really good job of like when it's. In the the current time, mm-hmm. everything looks super clean and it's really detailed. And then when it's looking back on her childhood, it's more of what you think of Takahata's sort mm-hmm. of hand painted backgrounds, and some of the details are missing. And I think it's cool that that's sort of like you're not fully, you're not always fully remembering all of the details in your memories. because that is really it, they're so subjective of like what you what fragments you actually can piece together. Yeah. Um, I loved, I was reading also about how the fact that they, the way that they animated it was all the childhood stuff um, was that, that typical animated beforehand where they did it all and then had the voice actors come in. And then the way that they did the adult performances where they had everybody record record ahead of time and then animate along to it. So they have these like, so Tycho's cheeks as an adult are so defined, which I just don't feel like I see very often, especially in Ghibli. Which is like an yeah. interesting thing, um, just something something to note. But I think it also just gave it this feel of like, no, this is this is reality. The beforehand is again like this sort of what's real, what's not. Yeah. Um, Turns out, numbers. Takahata knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Part twelve. Part twelve. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you have not seen this movie, you should. Um, and yeah. I do think that not everyone has seen it since it. Uh, yeah, didn't exist. And I think there's in even, our country there's for a, a long time. Yeah, there's a, there's probably even just a five minute chunk that you could pull for, um, especially young women. The attitude about uh, moon times, aka periods, are it was so fascinating to me. I've never seen this in any work, animated or otherwise. But Rie is a goddamn hero. Tycho's best friend that she does trash duty with. And she just, there was a quote that I pulled where she was just like, yeah, uh, my mom says that having your period is nothing to be ashamed of. And she's like joking back with, with boys that like know that she's on her period and trying to shame her. And she's like, whatever you pervert. Like it's just so like, yeah. whoa, I've never seen that attitude ever in, in any sort of work of media. So it Which was, sucks because I do think that's why Disney didn't release it. Um, oh. It's because it's helpful to young women. Yeah, it was so helpful. And even just Fuck like, you Fuck you, Disney. The, uh, their attitude towards, like, the way that, uh, and we'll see this in some of our movies we're about to talk about, but the ways that um, the kids either band together or start to ostracize others and splinter off, I think was, like, a really, really nicely done, too. So. And I think that was the most perfect segue of all time mm-hmm. into our question of the week. Boop, boop. Which is... What's your favorite coming-of-age movie? What's your favorite? Sean, is coming-of-age hyphenated like that? That doesn't feel like that's... Oh. Is the lower third correct as well? It's still hyphenated? We're, we're being told yes. Yep. Yep. Being told yes. I don't have an earpiece. I just have an ear infection. Yeah, the, the earpiece is just being shouted at through the mm-hmm. security wall. Mm-hmm. Of the... <laughs> 
the studio. The very green security wall, I guess, from the reflection. Uh, so I wrote, because I, I, when we talked about making this sort of a coming-of-age theme, because it's, it is, in some ways... Uh, Taika was transitioning into an adult and like there's the whole metaphor of the the person the butterfly turning into or the the caterpillar turning into a butterfly and flying away Um, I was trying to like sort of define exactly what coming of age is so this is Wikipedia so who knows who wrote this Um, but in genre studies a coming of age story is a genre of literature and film that focuses on the growth of a protagonist from youth to adulthood it sounds like you're starting off your salutatorian high school speech oh um, yes everybody Uh, don't do drugs but uh, if you do do them uh, don't get caught is that, I think that's a good message for the children. Was that your speech? Um, yeah, they tend to emphasize dialogue or internal monologue over action, which I think is very much only yesterday, um, and are often set in the past. Again, only yesterday. So I think the only thing that didn't quite fit was that the subjects are typically teenagers. Um, but, I mean, you could kind of argue that her sisters are teenagers. Yeah, I mean... So... <laughs> we're not splitting the atom here. It's going to yeah. be okay if we're not 100% on point. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take us through your picks? Sure, I do. So um, I kind of was looking at those themes of like sense of purpose and belonging and strained relationships with your parents. And so uh, my first pick is a um, a film that it's, it's actually one of my favorite movies. Um, it's one that I grew up with. It's a, it's a movie that I traveled to a part of Oregon to see the filming locations for. Um, it is The Goonies. Um, and, oh, that's a really fun screenful. Uh, so uh, I feel like people that are a little bit older than I am. So I was born in 81. People that were born a little bit before hate this movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I I don't hate the Goonies. I don't love the Goonies. Mm-hmm. But I do think that I'm in the minority of people born anywhere around our time. I think most people my age mm-hmm. still love like the Goonies. I do yeah. think that. The younger folk than me love the shit out of the Goonies. Uh, I think the Goonies is fine. Okay. Um, the Goonies, it's fine. Yeah. Austin, great. Uh, speaking of fine, let's watch this fine clip. Hey, Mom, what year was on that, mate? Oh, I don't know. Probably a couple hundred years before. Oh, wow! Uh, President Lincoln. George Washington. Uh, Martin Sheen. Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. That's President Kennedy, you idiot. Well, they different. I mean, he played Kennedy once. Oh, that's really smart. I'm glad to know you're using your brain. Yeah, well, at least I have a brain. So stupid, Mouth. Oh, yeah? Yes. Shut up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This isn't gold. This is a wishing well. Look. Hey, you guys, look. look. It must be the old Moss Garden wishing well. You know, I always used to believe that when you threw your money in... It turned into your wish. You take no coins, and I'll take two coins. And no, no, that's not fair. Wait, 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 stop, stop. You what? can't do this. Why? Why? Because these are somebody else's wishes. They're somebody else's dreams. Yeah, but you know what? This one, this one right here. This was my dream, my wish. And it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back. Taking them all back. Oh God! I just, I love the, uh, I love how much that clip, and not only how much that clip is that clip that clip is quoted, but also um, 
how I think it really shows a really big theme of that movie, which are um, kids sort of learning that everything isn't mystical and magical, that the adult world is kind of shitty, shitty and terrifying and full of bullet holes. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I love that clip. I also love that the, rewatching this, I realized like how much like it looks like there's just like KY jelly all over Corey Feldman's face. In that clip, like this, like the way to try to keep him looking moisturized, like it's really strange watching that again. Um, but uh, Astoria, Oregon is completely idyllic, and um, it's one of those things. Like when you uh, when you see something on film, and it always, and then you go see it in person, and sometimes they can trick you and make it look more majestic than it is. And I think in uh, in this case, uh, actually visiting Astoria, the film doesn't tries so hard to do it justice, and it, it's just so pretty it's so gosh darn pretty cannon beach astoria all of it um so i love it for the adventure the togetherness uh, like the feeling of like oh i wish i could have a friend group like that i wish i could belong and be a member of the goonies is kind of how i felt um goonies forever yeah yeah i have so many things to say about troy and how you can be like troy and become a protagonist in no country for old men but that's neither here nor there um, so, uh, my second pick is we are the best. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I love them. They're so cute. Um, so this is a story of, uh, Bobo and Hedvig and Clara. And it is, uh, it's a, it's a Swedish film from 2013 and it is, uh, takes place in 1982 Stockholm. And it is, it's uh, based on um, Coco Moodyson's graphic novel, Never Good Night, directed by her husband, uh, Lucas Moodyson. And uh, let's go ahead and show a clip. Det är ju det som skiljer punktmusiken från vanlig konversiell diskomusiken. Man måste tänka lite. Diskomusiken bara liksom... Nej! Man var med och jamma lite. Nej, gå! Gå! Nej, men vi kan spela lite bara. Sätt igång nu. Sluta, gå ut! Oh, men vi kör lite, Klara, snälla. Vi håller på med jätteviktigt ja, sak. Jag känner att oh, men jag, kan, jag kan bidra lite här. Kör, kör igång bara. Bidra. En, två, tre. Nej, vad gör du? Sluta! Jättebra. Hoppas på. Hoppas på. Jag är is a genre uh, about defining uh, what punk is by saying you can do anything, but then also not allowing people to play oboe. So I think that's yeah, or clarinet. That was a clarinet. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting news in my ear infection, and that was a clarinet or an oboe, a woodwind um, yeah. instrument. <laughs> Or a reed, perhaps. A reed instrument. Um, so I, yeah, I, I saw this movie uh, a couple years ago um, when it came out, and I, uh, I just, 
I love uh, just watching Bobo like navigate her way through uh, different friend groups and try to figure things out, and uh, and the way that like uh, Bobo and Clara sort of. Uh, in some ways are cruel to um, Hedvig, who's their guitarist. Like, they convince her to, like, cut her hair and try to fit in with what they're doing when what they're doing is, oh, we're supposed to not fit in. Like, we're iconoclasts. It's like, look at us. We're crazy. And then it's like, ah, but you're forcing this girl to be like, oh, so, Hedvig. I can't do it. I can't it's, do it. I should stop. I can't do it at all. She's got the, uh, she has the yellow scarf. Um, but, I don't know. I, um, I also really like that clip because... I think it shows just that feeling of like of togetherness of the family that Clara's in, which is actually very different from what Bobo's going through with a single mom. So I have not seen that movie, but I enjoyed that clip quite a lot. It is it's really, really fun. It's a it's it seemed like they are the best. Yeah. They are the best. And uh, there's a fantastic performance that you don't want to miss uh, if you watch the movie all the way through. So What is that? Awesome. I don't understand what that means. Um some people don't watch movies all the way through. So I'm like, like just it's not stay a post-credit scene. You just have to actually watch the movie. You just have to okay. actually watch the movie, and then cool. you'll get the biggest reward of all time, which is the final scene. Sweet, I will do just that. I love it. Um, and so, actually, this uh, the, my next movie is is uh, similar to this in that you know you're, you're watching um, a uh, a female uh, character navigate through different kind of friend groups and who she's loyal to and who she's not loyal to and finding herself and all that even though she doesn't have these lovely um, kind of Michael Keaton and Batman glasses that Bobo has I love those those are sweet someone call them John Lennon's but no that's Michael Keaton and Batman Um, (laughs) I think one might have preceded the other really maybe oh Um, so this is yeah did John Lennon come before Michael Keaton and Batman (laughs) I think, I think so. That's for today. Historically speaking. Historically. Um, so this final thing that I'm going to yap about is uh, it is Ladybird, which um, came out very recently and as in last year. So um, I adored this movie. I really connected with it. I know um, some people who are parents of teenage girls who are like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't watch it. I don't want to like watch a teenage girl. Uh, have teenage feelings. Um, I love it. I don't have a teenage girl, so maybe that was yeah one of the criteria. You don't? No, not that I'm not that I'm aware. Of. How old is Gertie? Uh, six, five. Okay. Five at the end of this month. How many dog years is that? Still five. Okay. <laughs> close, close enough, right? Uh, so yeah, Lady Bird. I love it. It is uh, directed by Greta Gerwig, who is fantastic. Um, uh, and. Let's show, let's show that first scene, Sean. Hey. I, I like your band. Uh, with Jonah Ruiz, Len Fancenew. Len Fancenew. Well, I, I saw your Thanksgiving show. My name's Ladybird. It's weird you shake hands. Yeah. I'm friends with Jenna, and she's always talking about how great your band is, so I wanted to check it out. Yeah, Jenna's hog tight. Yeah. Maybe I'll see you at the deuce or something, huh? Sure. See you at the deuce. Hey, I'm not paying you to flirt. I wasn't flirting. If she had been. (sighs) 
So many emotions in that scene. So many emotions. Uh, this clip and uh, also in uh, in only yesterday, there are there's like another nice like awkward sort of I'm, I like you feeling that happens um, between uh, Tycho and her baseball crush man. Um, and you know what? Uh, it doesn't get easier. That like feeling of what do I say to this person that I'm interested in or I learned they're interested in me doesn't get easier. It's all the same. Like you get older and it's still terrifying. You should write a um, Sarah speech that's just, it doesn't get easier. It doesn't get easier. <laughs> like, you like a person, and well, guess what? It doesn't get easier. So um, so good luck to everybody who likes somebody. Um, yeah, I I really love that scene just because of the awkwardness. Yeah. And, 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 that, that and then there's, they give you the little sweet moment, too, where it's like oh. a little respite. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, and, I mean, I used to gravitate towards people that were um that were like the the gentleman she was interested in and uh i wore shirts that were too big and pants that were too baggy to be deemed also interesting also fishnet bodysuits something i liked in high school a lot um so you know that's um that's neither here nor there but let's do another clip I want to go where culture is, but like New York, or at snob. least Connecticut or New Hampshire, well, where writers live in the get woods. Get into those schools anyway. Mom! You can't even pass your driver's test. Because you wouldn't let me practice The way enough. that you work, or the, or the way that you don't work, you're not even worth state tuition, Christine. My name is Ladybird. Uh, well, actually, it's not, and it's ridiculous. Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Just, you should just go to City College. You know, with your work ethic, just go to City College, and then to jail, and then back to City College, and then maybe you'd learn to pull yourself up and not expect everybody to do everything. <laughs> and that's what it's like to... Be a teen lady and have a mom. That's <laughs> so good. Very tough mom. Yes. Lori Metcalf doing a great job. She's being a horrible person. Just killing it. Killing it. Saoirse Ronan, killing it. Both killing it. Uh, honorable mention, speaking of moms, um, uh, I occasionally take my mom to the movies, and uh, her reviews are always very interesting to me. Like, she saw Silver Linings Playbook, and her review was, I liked the dancing. <laughs> and when she saw the Muppet movie, her review was, Kermit. Fozzie, Miss Piggy. So I just like, I'm, I watch a full movie with her to get the review. And The Way Way Back, she actually had lots of things to say. So The Way Way Back is my mom's favorite uh, coming of age film. I almost talked about The Way Way Back. I like oh. that movie too. Well, speaking of uh, things to talk about, let's Wait, what, have What's your mom's review of Lady Bird? Uh, sh- you know what? Um, Chris was like, you should have seen this with your mom. And I was like, no. Oh, God. What no. What a plan that would be. No, because then there's like the, well, you were like this. Well, you were like this. You just have to jump out of the fucking car on I the way know. back from the theater. There was a, there was a college essay um, that I wrote to try to get into college, and I think I had sort of had my interpretation of how of my position in the household between like my mom and my brother, and she found it and read it and was like, "This is horseshit!" Like she was so mad at me. She was like, "I can't believe you wrote this." Then she and wrote the screenplay for Lady Bird. She wrote Lady Bird later on and directed it. Yeah, strong work. Mm-hmm. Excellent choices all around. Uh, my first is Rob Reiner's 1986 Stand By Me, based on the Stephen King novella of a different name, The Body, um, with these four rapacious youths. Um, this movie, I watched this movie probably a f- 700 times uh, between 1986 and 1991. Um, I 
did not grow up in the 50s, mm-hmm. did not grow up in Oregon. Oh. This really didn't speak to me on a, like, that was what my childhood was mm-hmm. like. But it did feel, I, talking about earlier when you were talking about the sense of camaraderie, like mm-hmm. they, they do an amazing job of capturing just the inane bullshit you do with your friends to pass the time. Oh, God. Um, and uh, then the ups and downs. Uh, my childhood was not really all that hard, so it wasn't really that way. But just sort of running through the woods and fucking around is the really should be the title of this movie, I think. Uh, but let's watch a... Uh, a touching scene uh, between two friends. No one even asked me if I took the milk money that time. I just got a three-day vacation. Did you take it? Yeah, I took it. You knew I took it. Teddy knew I took it. Everyone knew I took it. Even Vern knew it, I think. Maybe I was sorry and I tried to give it back. You tried to give it back? Maybe. Just maybe. And maybe I took it to old lady Simonson and told her, and the money was all there. But I still got a three-day vacation because it never showed up. And maybe the next week, old lady Simons had this brand new sugar on when she came to school. Yeah, yeah, it was brown and had dots on it. Yeah. So let's just say that I stole the milk money, but old lady Simon stole it back from me. Just suppose that I told the story. Me, Chris Chambers, kid brother to eyeball Chambers. Do you think that anyone would have believed it? Oh. And do you think that that bitch would have dared tried something like that if it had been one of those douchebags from up on The View if they had taken the money? No way. Hell no. But with me... she had her eye on that skirt for a long time anyway she saw her chance and she took it I was the stupid one for even trying to give it back Rest in peace. Oh, Will Wheaton, wherever the fuck he is now. <laughs> where, where is he? I don't know. Where, what is Will Wheaton doing these days? Uh, he did the audiobook reading of Ready Player One. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You nice. know what? Actually, he did some good work on that. Nice um, but uh, as far as his personal life, I don't know. Well, I hope he he's doing well. Today. Um, so, so with that film... Um, was there anything else in it that, like, so obviously Corey, this is another Corey Feldman vehicle, so we've watched, yeah. we've mentioned two Feldmans. Strong 80s mm-hmm. play, and a uh, mm-hmm. Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> uh, J-O-C, yes. Pre, pre-fit Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> wow. So uh, do you feel, did you watch the new It? Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you? F- I think there are a lot of uh, comparisons to uh, this movie to it. Do you feel like that's true? I mean, it's a Stephen King story of kids fucking around in the woods, mm-hmm. b- which is sort of his ensemble take. Um, 
I mean, they're obviously there's not a monster out killing all the Stand By Me yeah. kids, so that part is a little different. Um, but I can see at its core of children banding together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. They're different movies for me. I like them both, um, and I guess it would have been an amazing coming of age movie to have picked but i didn't uh, yeah i saw that actually listed i didn't really connect the dots on that one yeah and it's like oh and then they come of age 28 years later yeah that part gets real fucked up but uh that's another movie Mm -hmm. coming 2019 ish something uh next for me is persepolis uh the uh marjane satrapi 2007 animated movie uh based on her book of the same name which is a semi-autobiographical view of her life in iran uh at the overthrow of the shah and the islamic revolution and then the iraq iran war um this movie's this clip or the trailer i'm going to show sucks but i couldn't find anything that was better it looks really the quality of the clip sucks and there's also weirdly uh, a lot of times when it's white subtitles and then the background's white so you can't really mm. see what's going on but that being said when you actually watch the movie it's a totally different experience so let's check out this clip and then talk about what it's really like to watch this movie Nous aurons enfin une société faite de justice et de liberté. Le peuple a voté démocratiquement à 99,99% pour la République islamique. Le voile est synonyme de liberté. Sortez tout en rang. Plus vite. Loge à l'œuvre. Qu'est-ce que c'est Michael Jackson Ça fait 20 ans que je travaille pour ce pays. Mais j'habite là-bas. Un nouveau gouvernement a été instauré. Nous n'avons plus de prisonniers politiques. Comment osez-vous nous mentir comme ça qui tu es et d'où tu viens. T'as vu une révolution et une guerre. Ah ouais Waouh Balèze the um whenever there's like a like a critical trailer like that where they put in different uh, critic reviews i really like the warning emotionally overwhelming <laughs> it is it's a good that's a totally accurate uh, and 
uh, fair warning uh, to place. In addition to this movie just looking amazing, it also is a really interesting way of telling the story as she grows up uh, and through a very specific time in history where a lot of uh, horrific things were happening through the eyes of a child who were both somewhat, at a certain point, innocent and then also not. So it's uh, yeah, it's a it deep seems, film. It seems like a lot to take in, but also, punk's not dead. It's not. It is not dead. Certainly. Um, and, uh, you can bone up on your French if you want to... I think you could have a coming-of-age punk um, rock block with this movie with Persepolis oh, and uh, We Are the Best. And We Are the Best. That's yeah. a, I may have to have a European coming-of-age night myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, last for me is, I guess, technically a coming-of-age tale, and that is uh, Days Confused, Richard Linklater, 1993. I really did this more as uh, an anti-boyhood coming-of-age tale, which, again, a movie that I thought was fine. um, Ladder vehicle. But uh, way overblown, uh, in my opinion. Look, this guy grows up over this many years. We got everybody together every year for a long time, the movie. It's like Um, you guys haven't seen 7-Up. Yeah. Look at that. A much, much better Mm -hmm. uh, use of that vehicle. Um, But Days Confused, uh, I've never been... Hazed. Um, it just seems incredibly fucking stupid from all aspects of participation. Um, but uh, I do think that they do a good job of of showing the like you're on the outside, not quite sure social awkwardness. Partially because this kid is such a fucking terrible actor in this movie, <laughs> but partially uh, just because they do a good job of showing what it's like coming in, making the transition uh, into high school. Uh, so this is a clip that shows what life was like in the 70s if uh, you hang out with Matthew McConaughey and <laughs> smoke a lot of weed. Here comes the story of the hurricane. The mighty authorities came to play for something that he never done. Put in a prison cell, but one time he could have been the champion of Go. Rickford, what a bit happening. It's a bummer about your party, man. What can I say? It's beyond me. Delivery guy, Brick. And it's a keep your eye on the ball. Dead issue. Hey, man, how's it going? Good, what's going on? Nothing. Not much? Nothing at all. Hey. Hi. Hey, uh, you know Mitch? Oh, yeah, I think I just heard about you. Oh, really? What'd you hear? I don't know, man. Are you okay? Oh, yeah. Oh. I guess I'll see you guys a little later. Okay. Okay, right, see right. you. Hey, man. What grade she in? Sophomore. Oh, what is she? Yeah, we gotta hurry back. Check this out, man. The Obama purple coming. Got it. Sunday, man. Yeah, hey, man, I got a big surprise. Right, come on. Let's make this shot. Oh, God, I want this. Tight. Good. Yeah. Wow. Gene. Nice. nice tongue. <laughs> Who painted him? Mostly Michelle. Ah. Hey, I got an idea. What? 
a beer bus later on. Hey, man. Fuku's got a duel about to burn. Are you with us? Think about it. Yeah. You cool, man? I'm like how? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, man, wait up. He was just asking if you get high. Yeah, like smoke pot? <laughs> yeah. Um, I never had before, but... Very natural edit point to finish that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, What's a? Uh, I don't know what pot is. Um, we will uh, discuss that after this show. Okay. Um, I want that's a t-shirt though. I think which one? This uh, like the whole oh, thing as a shirt. So you could always remember your favorite. Uh, yeah. Sort of yeah, coming fa- of age film. <laughs> the fact that that he's so much bigger than everyone else just seems. Crazy. But. He's a ding dong. Like he's not. He's okay. Like I just don't. I don't know. Like it's like we're following him. Yeah. But I'm just kind of like he's a snoozer. Like I'm not. I'm not. Super, he does this a lot. Yeah. And just like the, which yeah. is like. I mean, I have I have hair neuroses too. Sure. I but mean, I feel I've like been this, spinning this pin for the last forty years. So everybody's got their little ticks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish that they'd gotten a kid who could act, period, full stop. How did they find that gentleman? I don't know. I guess he just personified boyhood to Richard Linklater as he was running through Texas. I don't know. Which, um, speaking of uh, filming locations, uh, Austin. Linklater loves an Austin. Who doesn't? Loves Austin. So those are some of our favorite coming-of-age tales. Let's check out Adult Swim Facebook's picks and see how they did Ooh. hook i've hook. seen don't tell them don't tell mom the babysitter's dead a lot of times i love that one um that's one of my i feel like i quote that a good bit more the than dishes are done man yeah. um, right on top of that rose yeah it's very complicated hook feels like an odd choice to me i think it's but it's again it's that feeling of of belonging and it's also that like it's not just belonging but i know my purpose and my purpose is to be peter pan like i think yeah. that that's uh and then charlie corsmo playing baseball that's in there yeah that's a thing that happens Strange. uh let's see what uh tsunami facebook picked stand by me holding down mm-hmm. the bc fbc those are all D-O. strong picks Really, until we get to the end. Actually, yeah. the first American Pie is, again, fine. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that as a pick, and I'm yeah. not, I, I don't want to pick shame anybody. I mean, I think. It's I mean, like, we didn't do a great job ourselves, but that seems like a particularly uh, it's, poor choice. Well, I think it's just more that, it, that like these picks are all subjective, but it's also um, on the way that those thread threads work. I think some of it is seeing somebody go, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that one," and going, "Well, I did see that when well, yeah, I was." I mean, Clearly, Younger. basing this off of how many likes we get in a Facebook mm-hmm. post is not the most scientific process to find, but we that are, doesn't stop us from finding fault where fault lies. We're data analysts um, here at Tsunami Preflight, and we have analyzed that this is what you, the viewers, like. Yeah. And if you agree or disagree, uh, maybe you could tell us in the live comments that we can't read. of the time, 80% of the picks are right, Mm -hmm. I think is pretty much where we are. Uh, And now we will transition onto our sneak peeks portion of the night, which basically boils down to a bunch of topicals that we've already aired that really isn't a sneak peek. And then 
traditionally, we try to sneak one actual sneak peek in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first is the topical for Dragon Ball Super episode 71, which is premiering tomorrow night at 1030. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. Goku! Hang on, Dad! Stay with us, you hear me? I can't feel a heartbeat. He's dead. Dragon Ball Super, Saturday night at 10.30. There aren't many people out there who could possibly pose a threat to him. All right, then, both of you, follow me. Right. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. My quote for that is emotionally overwhelming. Sadly, that is the last episode of Dragon Ball Super as (sighs) Goku dies and the series comes to a conclusion. Emotionally overwhelming. Uh, next is My Hero... Uh, just for the record, that's not our last episode of Dragon <laughs> Super. Uh, These are jokes. Next episode of My Hero Academia, uh, episode 10, uh, which premieres right after Super at 11 o'clock. On the next all-new episode of My Hero Academia. You can't be a pro if you only have one trick. Shooting squad, take your aim. Let's get him down! <sighs> My quirk! Where are my bullets? Yeah. My Hero Academia, Saturday at 11. Boom. Now which one of you gutter punks is next? Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Gotta love that. Mm-ha. My uh, amazing writing of all these topicals really comes through when you see them back to back to back, and it's just on the all new, next all-new episode of Insert Show here. Do you, um, do you call it mm-ha, or as I, I saw on the rundown today, it was called my-ha, and I was like, uh, I don't my-ha. traditionally, um, I just say my hero, academia. I think academia versus academia, we could get into the pedantic nature of that. but which do you, So you say academia. Uh, now I don't even know. I'm gonna have to watch that promo again and see. I feel like I feel like how Howard says it is how I say it, but not My not everyone. Hero Macadamia. Yes. We should get some cookies after this. Uh, and then Pop Team Pop Team Epic uh, at midnight tomorrow. This is the topical for episode three of a series that hopefully you're enjoying. I am. Let's see how you do. Mm-hmm. On the next all new Pop Team Epic. Look, a red panda. How cute! It's intimidating me! How cute! <laughs> Pop Team Epic, Saturday at midnight. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to see more of that, that's Pop Team Epic. In the, I know, in the I do. I like that show. Uh, not everyone does, but not everyone's going to like everything. Mm-hmm. And then finally is a music video uh, from Father John Misty, Date Night. Uh, which we will actually be premiering tomorrow night uh, at a time that I'm sure has been determined, but yeah. as far as I'm concerned, is to be determined. But this is pre-flight, so it premieres We're premiering right now. it right now. This is an actual sneak peek. Let's sneak it.
love father john misty um we're actually going to go see him in athens nice uh, around the time of our athens greece around the time of our anniversary this year oh, so lovely as long as is i realize that it's like right before the adult swim festival so i was like oh what's that gonna be like so awesome trying to buy your tickets yeah, at adultswimfestival.com awesome. now i just think yeah traveling i don't i'm like trying to figure that out but uh, you know whatever sure. yeah but yes, please uh, buy our tickets. Um, I keep pitching ideas to Gil for the festival that haven't gone through yet because they're not the best. <laughs> so we'll keep see. trying. I'm going to keep trying. Never give up. That's the lesson for today. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of uh, never giving up, um, your your segues today have been amazing. By the way, segue. Um, speaking of never giving up, uh, this is Mobile on the Move, y'all. It is my game roundup where I chat about. Lots of different games. So, um, without that, uh, that was a really great intro I just gave myself. So, uh, let's take, <laughs> take it, it away, away me. Hey, everybody, it's Dana Swanson here now with glasses uh, to do a mobile on the move roundup which I talk about a couple games that I'm playing. The first is Florence. It's a stunning, stunning work from the designer of Monument Valley and this team out of Australia named Mountains. It's the tale of 25-year-old Florence Yao, who's disillusioned by her monotonous job in the city and looking to connect with her childhood self. Does that sound familiar? I think it does. But this is one of those mobile pieces of media that really bends the definition of what a game is. In this case, it's a gamified graphic novel, and that's how I've been referring to it, because that's what it feels like. You've got to snooze your alarm with a tap, swipe your toothbrush to brush, stamp kid art onto a butterfly, and then scroll on over to reflect on that same butterfly as an adult. One of the hardest parts of this game slash graphic novel is Florence's bike accident. The mini game within that involves getting the fragments of her memory to shift focus. And when they come into focus, they take a snapshot. 
And when you get a snapshot of this new fella named Krish, you kind of wonder, did Florence need to go to the hospital? Where was the ambulance? Anyway, you got Krish's phone number. Good for you. I love the gamified stuff that I don't want to do in my real life, like clean up my room or decide which things go where on the bookshelf. I don't want to do that, but Florence does. The way that this game expresses conversation is super cool, especially in the way that our words come easily, uh, depending on what we're trying to say, sometimes out of love, sometimes out of anger, sometimes out of tapping couch pizza. The next game I'm squawking about is Skalak uh, from Hamster on Coke Games. The design is a perfect entryway into harder, mind-bending and shape-shifting puzzles. Be warned though, when the puzzle gets really complicated, you can't save in the middle and you gotta kinda start over on the whole puzzle, even if it takes you 10 minutes to solve. You have to have 10 uninterrupted minutes on your phone, hard to do. But at least it's super, super relaxing. Speaking of relaxing, there is a perfect little slice of surfing on desert sand called Alto's Odyssey. If you keep beefing like me, well, there's one beef and another beef and another beef. Ooh, gross. Sorry. There's a setting to continue to surf without getting interrupted by death. I call it the Mega Man 2 mode. So peaceful. You can even put your headphones on for an even more chill experience. So there you have it. Some zen games to keep you chill in this hot, hot heat. You got some games for me to try? Go ahead and at me on the social medias. I'm at Dana Swan Swan. Amazing, both comprehensive and highly informative. And um, we talked about how this, like, we didn't really plan this episode, but um, I accidentally talked about a game, Florence, of course, um, where it's about somebody who is in their 20s and is just like, what's my purpose? What's my life? I got to figure stuff out. Uh, Do they like their job? Which I had some similar things that overlap. Everybody in their 20s does. Yeah, I live in a city. Should I live in a country? I mean, she, hers is more. I live in a city. What's up with this relationship? But you know, yeah. it's it's all the same. Um, and then some other goodies in there too for you. Well, thank you very much for uh, another amazing mobile on the move, uh, and thank yeah. you very much for another amazing guest appearance on Toonami Preflight. Yeah, and if uh, if you hate all of my choices, please uh, angrily tweet at me at, at Dana Swan Swan. Um, and it's fine. <laughs> Just don't don't at me. Yeah. Or you can whatever. Don't it's at fine. Gil. At okay. You can at me what you would say to Gil, and I won't tell him. Yeah. And then just print them out and bring them down to me. Mm-hmm. I'll slip them under your door. Thank you. Great. Bye. Bye. Tsunami every Saturday night from ten thirty p.m. to four a.m.